I like how I had to burp the second I hit go live. Like, I tried not even to do it. Uh, LeVac guys live from the hideaway, getting ready for a big day of uh, the NFL action here. And, of course, the perfect place to hang out, watch football, enjoy the uh, best Bloody Marys in the area. Honestly, the best, best Bloody Marys I've ever had. I just started getting into it a couple years ago. So um, this is the place to be. Games on every television, amazing food, amazing people. The entire Goslowski clan is here. That's right. Um, like TG, TG2 and TJ3. Is TG1, like, in the, like can we can we fly him in? Is that a thing? I don't even know you that You have works. to get into a time machine. Oh, okay, okay. Go back so he's hanging out. years. All right, so TG1 is watching with my dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so so we're, we're all here, even uh, even Rex. Even Rex made an appearance today. My son is here. There he is. Thought he was not happy they didn't have pancakes, but he he just destroyed a waffle. So I feel like he's going to be all right. Um, yeah, so we're here. We're hanging out. We're having a blast. NFL action, as always. Lots of fun to be had. Uh, the camera is crooked, and I've tried to fix it, and it's just I'm not going to fix it. So just deal with it. Drink until it's straight, I guess. Is that, <laughs> you know, send it to one of them camps where they pray the, the crooked away. Um, all right, so... I'm uh, I'm excited. Love being here at the Hideaway, as always. We'll get you ready for all the action. Jets Bills today is going to be one of the marquee matchups. Um, it's it is it's always fun, and it always amazes me that you actually made it here on time today because last night was Heisman night. God still votes for the Heisman somehow. Um, I guess he lies and says he's still on the radio. I don't know, and um, I think I saw your ballot. You finally, you always like post it like right afterwards, but who, so Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams was the number one vote. Caleb Williams, congratulations to him. He won the award. USC. In USC. case you guys don't know, they play, they do play football after 10 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> uh, Max Duggan got to run into him, ask him a question during the media session. He bumped into my dad and my mom. So Max Duggan, number two for I hope you apologized. That's rude. <laughs> Just bumping into he, people. He was very nice. So he also was my second place vote. Now, I guess this is where I, differ from other voters and i always have to say this every year people probably are sick of me saying it remember it is more like an election than a prediction and i know in sports so many fans want to predict what they think is going to happen you are voting for what you think should happen so my third place that's not, vote, that's not necessarily true what do you mean because last year you thought aiden hutchinson should have won and you didn't vote for that, it's never been it's never been said I, it's pretty you actually said that that's something you said. I thought he should win, and then you voted for him no, to come in second. No, no, no. Bryce Young should have won. I voted That's for him. That's not for, what you said. He had a very good, the third place vote was Hendon Hooker from Tennessee for me. Now, Hooker finished mm. in fifth. That is a cool name. Hendon Hooker, I, I call him Baby McNabb. He is fantastic. He blew out his ACL. Did he also blow you off? Against South Carolina. Just another easy. You want to do a South Carolina Gamecock joke there, too, with no, there's, ch- right. there's children That's around. That's right. Two-year-old in front you. of you. How dare you? Why are roosters aren't funny? Hooker was my third-place vote. God, that didn't sound better. That yeah. follow-up. Uh, he had a better season than Stenson Bennett and C.J. Stroud. Hooker was my vote. So, again, my ballot Isn't was Stenson Williams Bennett Duggan. older than you? He's my favorite stat about Stenson Bennett. Stenson Bennett, 2022 Heisman finalist. 2016 Lamar Jackson Heisman Trophy winner. They're the same age. Huh. He's, Interesting. He's very small, Stenson. I, I get why he was a walk-on. 
Uh, you and I interviewed. Remember Trace climbed down off a wedding cake to be there. Is that how tall he is? You remember Trace McSorley from Penn State? We interviewed. Little guy. Little that's, guy. that's Trace McSorley. He is very. I cannot believe Spencer Bennett has been killed by an SEC linebacker this season. It's uh, you know it's hard to hit small targets. Um, those little guys, they're tough. You know, you ever you don't you don't mess with little guys. They, they Napoleon complex, what they call it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, and it never people never look. They never look on TV the way they do in person. Like, like the first time you ever stand next to an NBA player, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Like you are a mountain. Like you're, you know, and then the first time you stand next to like a, a non-prototypical quarterback, it's like, "Wait, all right, that's cute, that's funny. You look like him. You're here. You, you bought yourself some Ravens gear. It's really cool, Trace. Whatever. Where's the real one? Where's the real one?" But it's yeah, these guys they just look bigger on the screen, I guess. That's just you know CJ Stroud is massive. He, yeah, he's sick. Sign- where'd you vote for him? For the second consecutive year, he was fourth place. I don't have a fourth place vote. So he, he only not- vote the top three. You only vote- the top three, yeah. So he did not get a vote, but he is gonna likely be a top five pick and he could probably do it. I'm surprised he's yeah. I was going to say, I'm surprised he's not playing in the bowl game, but Ohio State's playing Georgia in the semifinals of the college football playoff. So obviously he's going to play in that for a chance to win a national championship. But that was the vote. It was Williams, Duggan, and Hooker. Uh, didn't get a lot of pushback from SEC fans. I know Stenson Bennett's been considered on social media the worst candidate in the history of the Heisman. <laughs> Again, the Heisman changed the rules. It is now top four. They used to not be the case. There was a significant drop-off between Strout and Bennett, and he's one of the first people that... So who all was invited? Bennett, Strout, uh, Duggan, and Williams. and Williams. Yeah, I thought I saw a Michigan table set up. Last year, that's from last year. Yeah, okay. Blake Corum, your running back for your Wolverines, finished in seventh. Well, year. he once he hurt his knee, it was over. Yeah, he because he he wasn't he if he had a chance to finish strong in uh in that game against Ohio State, I, he probably would at least been a top three guy. But um, and also he not the flashiest guy. Like people people who read stat sheets were in love with Blake Corum. People who watch games were like kind of boring, kind of boring. And then you like. But you realize what he really does. Like he is, he's a body bluff. Like he is the guy that you just you, you just keep running them, and by the second quarter, people are tired of him hitting them. Let me pitch something to you here, and it started off as a joke, and maybe there's more more potential than I realized. Scared? I'm a little afraid. So started I got, as a joke. I want to cuddle. What, what? Like what is? I got a tweet early this morning that said it's the second lowest rated Heisman viewing in the history of the award ceremony ever. Yeah. So someone said, how do you get a chance to have more people care about it? So my mom, who is here, and I don't think she's going to hear this, but when we got to New York. Your mom even said hi to me today. That was, she did. I was shocked. Your mom usually ignores me completely. Before I got into the media portion of the Heisman, she goes, so have you decided who you're going to vote for yet? And I said, yeah, mom, I, I submitted my ballot like five days ago. She goes, I right. thought you were here to vote. Oh, I'll just I, show I you go, what do you mean? So I she had that. thought that how this worked was that all the Heisman Trophy voters are flown into New York. And tonight, or I should say yesterday, they would, like, cast their vote. Like, the you know, the, the like Democratic. The Senate, yeah. Like, exactly. Like yeah. the DNC or the RNC, the Republican National Convention, where all the government officials oh, get up there and yell out their vote. And I thought, wow, that's hilarious, Mom. Why would you think that? And then I thought, that should happen. Right, isn't that what the Heisman right. Trophy? They actually should have a live watch of the vote, and you have the stream of who's getting votes. I like it, and you got to call. I thought that was the greatest idea. Initially, I'm making fun of her, mocking her, saying, "No, of course I didn't." Then I thought, "That's what we need. I want live voting with media people going yeah. on 
That's how we make it more with exciting. With them sitting up there. With yes. The, with the, with the, <laughs> the, the candidates sitting up there. And then you have to get up on a microphone and go, uh, yeah, and I'm not even putting C.J. Stroud up here. And then he just looks at you and goes, what? All right. All right. Thomas Gozlowski. What'd you say about me? Twitter, say it to my face. It's yeah. got a mix of like reality TV. It makes the votes public. So there's my new pitch for my mom. Let's have it all flown in, 900 voters, and you do it live during the show. Screw it. We'll do it live. Um, yeah, I, I just, I got to be honest with you. I didn't even pay attention to it last night. I was I was watching UFC, um, you know I was doing some other stuff, like, um, maybe watching the new uh, mini series Willow. You know the first three episodes are out. Maybe that. You know, hey, I was doing some stuff. I was I was very busy, very busy. I ate a pizza, not a whole pizza, but I'm pretty close. You know, I was very busy. I couldn't just uh, spare that time for the Heisman when I knew it wasn't going to go to a guy that I cared about. The only thing I would be doing if I watched if I watched the Heisman vote last night, it would have been to hope that that the guy from Ohio State didn't win. That's the only reason I would watch it. And that's just, that doesn't, I don't know if I'm finally growing up just a little bit. That feels like, feels like a waste of time. It feels like a bad way to spend your time. Yeah, especially on a Saturday night. I get it. Right. Like you're in, no, I mean, I didn't do anything entertaining. Like all my friends were at a wedding. I wasn't invited to. Ooh. Um, I hate weddings. I was, it was like the best gift they could have given me. Um, but I just, it just sitting there watching that going, oh, I hope Stroud doesn't win. And it, it became like like a week or two ago. It became Caleb Williams' yeah award to lose. His performance against UCLA, his performance against Notre Dame helped him. Uh, so right at like nine o'clock when the award is announced, I, you know the etiquette: keep your phone on airplane mode just in case you're recording, taping, whatever. Yeah. I turn my phone off of airplane mode. I have two messages. Yeah. One is from Corey in Greenwich, who may or may not make an appearance today at the Hideaway, who is leaving <laughs> me a message about some random high school play at nine o one. Nine o one. The other one is Mike James, who just wrote into the show. He wrote, screw Caleb Williams and screw Lincoln Riley. Thank you for keeping that cleaner than what you wrote to me minutes after the award what, was underway. What's his problem with them? He is an Oklahoma football fan. Oh, he feels geez. like those two screwed his Sooners. How How did they? They both they, left. Yeah, I know. They should have been them. Pay him. Pay him. That's all. It's easy. It's easy now. Pay him. You know, whatever. He, he gave you what? He, he gave Oklahoma what, two Heisman? Okay. Yeah, two. He got uh, two, Baker yeah. and Kyler Murray. There you go. By the way, there's been five transfers that have won the Heisman. You can now add the most recent Caleb Williams to that list. That's Baker, only going to yeah. get bigger now because now you're going to Joe Burrow. Now that the the windows the way it is, they're just going to keep. I'm going to go where it makes the most sense for me. And and again, listen, I'm imagining as nice as the Oklahoma campus is as far as things to see, hot women, stuff like that. USC campus a little a little different. That's a different place. And someone asked Caleb Williams that during the uh, pre-media scrum of, is that one of the reasons you left for the NIL deals? Because we believe Los Angeles is more lucrative than Norman, Oklahoma. I'm like, damn. I mean, you're not even holding back. That's the third question well, of the night. Well, and let's and let's be real. It was before it was legal. Like, <laughs> that's right. There's a reason Reggie yeah. Bush is in there. Yeah, Reggie Bush probably took a pay cut to go to the pros. <laughs> like, that's it is what it is, you know. And and he should and Reggie Bush should 100 cent be at the Heisman dinner. That's Stupid. Just stupid. It's that's it. You you grow up without all the things. And then somebody goes, here's all the things. And I'm gonna trust, like, I'm gonna say no. Like what come on, it's stupid. At, it's just dumb. Like be mad at go after the booster, don't go after the kid. At the time, Reggie Bush had broken the rule, but it's a weird 17 late years later, we're like, hey, you broke that rule. That rule doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but then you did break it. Like it, well, it's hard to be even, well, even say when, why even you when he have broke it, yeah. the rule. The rules again. 
you're somebody hands you a million dollars and you're most likely not going to get in trouble for it. You're taking the million. If you tell me it's if you hand me a million dollars and tell me there's a 50 50 chance I'm going to get in trouble for it, I'm taking the million. I it's just it's just crazy to me that people think these guys who are playing for free aren't going to take the money. It's also hard when Chris Winkie, who my dad wanted to continue to insult his physique oh. during it, was playing pro baseball. So he's yeah. getting paid to play professional right. sports and won the Heisman Trophy and Reggie Bush. Yeah. And it's not like those plays go away. Those are, those are the other thing. We're going to strip the wins. Uh, no, I saw them. They happened. I was, I'm aware of them. You didn't catch me at the time it happened. Yeah, sorry about your luck. I kind of want a Thanos now situation where you like the Reggie Bush highlight, the run against Fresno State. It's just like nobody, it's you know. Gone. Whoa, yeah, right. whoa. Oh my God, we should go back and edit all that. If only we knew how to do that. <laughs> this is what you're telling me happened. <laughs> this didn't happen. Didn't happen. Just the ball floating down the field. Um, yeah, good, good for uh, good for Caleb Williams. I, I don't know if he's gonna be a pro. I don't know. Like, like this year, I look at the guys. You said CJ Stroud looks the part. Oh, Santa's here. Hey. Um, but I just, eh. I'm not, nobody blows me away. None of the quarterbacks, as much as I'm, I know I'm supposed to be blown away by them. Like Max Duggan, I like that dude. I'd like to have him on my roster because I think he's a badass. But I don't think I'm going to feel great about him no, being my starting quarterback. No, I think this year it's Stroud and Bryce Young. And Bryce Young is also not a physical presence. The 2024 class, when it's Ewers from Texas, Mullet Boy, Williams, May from Carolina, it's a better class. 2024. And we thought this was going with Spencer Rattler and everything. We thought this was going to be the year, but that stuff can always be so easily changed and adjusted. Another year at their car. I ain't mad about it. Let's go. Uh, You mentioned that you saw or watched, consumed, however we say that now in 2022, the UFC fights. And we previewed it a little bit on Friday when we talked about Patty the Batty. Oh, Patty the Batty. That's all I can do. (laughs) We have to pay the rights to that song. What should we do? It's an actual song? That's what the fans were chanting. Unless oh, yeah, ESPN no, edited the... it in. That's the, what, Seven Nation Army? Yeah, I Just guess. Just changed? What do you make of Patty? Is it overrated, underrated? I told you, no, I think he's great. I think he, um, I think he, he's almost as good as a fighter as he is a showman, which is, which is saying something because he's quite the showman. Um, I really wanted that fight to end in a, in a, to end. I didn't want it to go to the cards, but he, um, his post-fight interview was amazing. You know, Joe Rogan goes, it was a close fight. He goes, no, it wasn't. I knew I won the first two rounds, so I took it easy and didn't hurt myself in the third round, which I don't believe. Like, I think he, Thank I think you. he, okay. <laughs> you know, I think he, he went into a bigger fight than he, it, it was a tougher fight than he realized it was going to be. He did mention he hurt his foot early. So we'll see what that is all about. Like how bad that is, if it's really a problem, but like he, He's fun. He's a, he, it was an exciting fight. It wasn't the best fight I've ever seen, but it was an exciting fight. Lots of big hands thrown. Uh, lots of chances to, to end it. You know, anytime it actually did go to the, to the mat, he, he was in some position to potentially end it. So it was, it was a fun fight to watch. He's hysterical. As much as I used to hate Barstool, I've now become a fan. So seeing Big Cat and, uh, and Portnoy with the stupid wigs, there like that made me laugh um so yeah no i I thought it was i thought he was great i think he stole the night especially when when the main event ends in a draw again like like, if soccer could just go away forever because more things have ended in ties and draws since the world cup started i feel like than anything 
the draw, and that's the thing. Like looking back, will Dana White wonder if they should have just flipped and put Patty in the main event? Maybe it was too early in his career to make him a main yeah. event. But this was supposed to be the moment. I don't know, he might have lost that if it was championship rounds because he he did, did seem to be favoring that foot a little bit. And that's the thing about that whole fight, right? Like we've seen guys get the push, the rub, whatever term we want to say that okay, this can be their moment, and that happens in all fight sports, boxing or the UFC. Here's why I think that finish. For Patty. Sorry, I love watching the hideaway crew like make tables do work. their thing. Uh, here's why the finish actually is better for Patty. Let's say he goes out there and knocks him out in the first round. Yeah. Then the hype's all around him, like, wow, you know, uh, Patty the Bat, he's an ex McGregor, he's this, he's that, he's that. The fact that it's a very close fight and the haters, the doubters will look at that fight and say it's a rig, he's Dana White's uh, boy. The only reason they gave him the fight is they want to make no, him. No, he won that fight. He won that fight. So there you go. So he wins the fight. I want there to be a little bit of a resistance against him. I think like McGregor had that, John Jones, Ronda Rousey, where there was a there's a percentage of the superstar casual UFC yeah. fan that knows him, but the diehard UFC fan, like a like a rock fan of a band oh. that goes corporate or a wrestling fan that sees someone from the, the outside. Insider, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then they don't like the him. But there is something the to that. But Patty will get a main event the next time he fights. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe a title shot, maybe a better contender. And that decision makes me want to see a fight. And the entrance. The entrance yeah. is the best thing of the whole thing. That's what you want to be a showman. He was doing all that before he stepped foot in the octagon. It, it's, do, you see, uh, do you see he made fun of uh, Helwani again, too? I did so not see as, the Helwani thing again. As soon as uh, Rogan came up and put the mic, he goes, did you talk to my manager? Am I getting paid for this interview? And he started laughing. And um, so it's just, good. Yeah, he, I mean, you know what? The one thing about that that you – like, and I know – I know I've known you long enough to know – what you're saying but the people who want to make him conor mcgregor 2.0 have no idea what ufc is because the only can the only comparison between him and conor are they both have accents they're both blonde and they both talk a lot conor's ground game has never and will never be where patty's is and patty's striking has not and and probably will never be where conor's was so like they're different they're very different fighters they're similar showmen but people will like hear the accent and they the, the brashness and everything like that, and they're like, "Well, Conor McGregor, yeah, you know what? I, I'm all for a guy who makes it exciting." Because again, your your typical fight is 15 to 25 minutes, right? Yep. I need a guy who entertains me the six months in between his fights. I need a guy who entertains me the month leading up to the fight, and that's what he does. The majority of the Conor McGregor fights, as good as they were. Were they paled in comparison to the weigh-ins, to the to the media, to the to everything else? And there's something to that. That's what, the best boxers, even Tyson. Like Tyson, like, there was something to the minimalism that made him so different with just the towel and everything like that. The best boxers, Muhammad Ali. Nobody would beat Muhammad Ali in in like a conversation. So like you need that kind of stuff to bring eyeballs to your product. And he's great at it. He is absolutely great at it. Well, I wish Molly Meatball would would wouldn't have lost, and it'd be the two of them going after it in together. In the future, again. you know, we gotta add Tyson Fury to that too, because Tyson Fury. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, fans who for a long last period was weird, like weirder. The whole thing was a mess because it fought at like one o'clock on the East Coast, and he fought. Uh, what? Oh my God! I'm forgetting the name of the boxing. Not a tomato can. No, it's a tomato can. Yeah, yeah. Like he just fought a guy who. Well, he's like, but the guy was like, he literally said to the guy, he goes, "We're just gonna stand in the middle and bang, right?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll do that for you." It's like. Yeah, you're gonna die. Just, yeah, he should have fought somebody else, but 
Yeah. Uh, you got to mix in some, some tomato cans now. Uh, I'm a fan of Patty oh, the Batty, though. Whoa, the prettiest waitress here. Chris McCarthy, everyone. Max is about to walk by the camera. There he is. Whoa, look at that. Huh? This is like the Ace Ventura scene right here. Oh, no, you got to go back. <laughs> Doing the Ace Ventura. You're, you were in camera Hi, for a little Silver. bit. So we were yeah. talking about how you're the prettiest one here. <laughs> now, Max is an amazing cook. This one, one of the, like, that's what the, this place, the hideaway, where we are today. Come on by. Um, the group, the crew that runs it, like like Chad's a, a great businessman. Mac is great at running back of the house. Tim's a great cook. Like they all work together towards how to like how it works. So um, that's very cool. Just a little side note, because so Mac likes to pretend he's just he's not even here. <laughs> so I like to give him credit when I can. Um, yeah. So you see, it was it was good. it was all in all, it was a fine card. But to have the main event and the draw, I was just like, are you are you are you asking me right now? Like. Are you asking me? Like, why? Yeah. Why is? Why am I seeing so? Ever since the World Cup started, I've got so many draws. So, your son has uh, hit puberty and grown a mustache. Yes, he's grown. Uh, it's it's a very long mustache, rounded yes. fingers, like. What's he look? Hulk Hogan. He's over That's there. Right. He's like, what you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Daddy? Rex, what, what I do do later? Rex, what's the Macho Man say? That's right. Oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, right now he doesn't say anything. He's dead, but very insensitive of you. The Mets have signed <laughs> Kodai Senga. Back our, ah. our visual side asked the question, he good? Uh, before you answer that, let me give a Scott report of according to Jeff Passan yeah. and others. Five years. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, everybody's carrying these huge trays. Tim comes out with one plate of toast. Here to help. Uh, uh, five years, $75 million is the deal. The Japanese prized pitcher. There's a tongue twister there. Mm-hmm. Free agent spending 29 years old, 11 years playing professional baseball. Need a quick math there. That means he started when he was 18. He's got a pitch called. I feel like some of this stuff is made here up. Go. He's got the pitch called the Ghost Fork. Didn't Daisuke have a pitch like this too? Like Daisuke had some wild the pitch. The e- I think it the was that. pitch. The yeah, because it was fork. it was basically like like it's um it comes across like so slow. He looks like he's it's it's like the. The changeup from hell. So we've so we've got Verlander, Scherzer, Carrasco, Quintana, and now Singa. And as some of my Mets fans I saw talking about it, are they just gonna have a payroll of a billion dollars? <laughs> just I know it's a ground left, but uh, what do we make of this signing here? By the way, it's three hundred and forty-five. If you really want to know what that payroll is so, gonna look like for the tax payroll, this is it's it, look every Yankee fan knows. You gamble on these these overseas players, right? They are dominant against very good competition, but not great competition. We don't know. We don't. They're not. They're not. They're not going against major league baseball players. There's a couple over there, but not like what you're used to. So you gamble with these guys to see whether or not they're really going to pay off. The reason I love this signing for the Mets is threefold. You've already got your aces. This guy's coming in as a third guy. If even, and that's if, and that's if what Peterson doesn't step up, right? Um, you're spending the money that you said you would spend, and when you're run by a businessman like Uncle Steve, I don't think there's. I, I think this is 100% him saying, "Hey, if we sign this guy, the amount of Mets gear we're going to sell in Japan goes through the roof. We're going to market this guy over there. We're going to become the player for." Asian markets. That's what we're going to be now. And I and I, I really think that, that that factors into it for the people who are that smart. I think that's why George Steinbrenner went out and got every single Asian player he could get his hands on. So 
I, I think that matters. And this guy is going to pay for him. Everybody's like, oh, the luxury tax and this and that and the other thing. The luxury tax only matters if you lose. <laughs> it only matters if you lose. So he'll pay for a lot of that stuff with the Mets gear he's going to sell overseas now. Let's add a little bit more to that luxury tax, too. For comparison, the Mets will have the highest. The Yankees are the second highest payroll. The difference between the Mets and the Yankees payroll is $80 million estimated for the start of the uh, season. Yankees ain't done. $80 million. Uh, Yankees ain't done. You mentioned some of the it'll get closer. The former Japanese pitchers and what happens. Hideki Rabu. The thing that's like Hayagawa, the ugliest man on the planet. Hayagawa, who looked like anime. He looked like he came straight out of a car. Like every anime where a guy gets kicked in the cubes or eats a hot pepper, that was Hayagawa's everyday face. At the end of the 2000s. I showed him to my daughter on TV when she was really little, and she went, ooh. The, the 2010 decade. There was a take going around baseball that the Japanese baseball pitcher, because it had so much wear and tear on their arms, was a flash in the pan for his season. And it was really true. Hideo Nomo, Daisuke, Yu Darvish had surgery. Right. Shohei Otani had surgery. You had a lot of these professional baseball players who would come across. And I know Otani does great now. But, look, I mentioned that he was 29 and started when he was 18 because he's entering Major League Baseball with already starting 275 games in his career. Already throwing close to 1,400 innings. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of wear and tear on a pitcher. But if the Mets are all in, which it seems like under Steve Cohen, Uncle Steve, they're going to go all in every single year. Hey, if I can get a year or two or, hey, three, sure you want five because obviously give him a five-year deal. But if he can just be good for a small window and get us to a couple World Series, and that's what they're hoping for Verlander, who's older, and Scherzer, who's in the back end of their career, that's the thought process for the Mets here. Let's get guys who have already been good. We hope we can squeeze a little bit of success out of them and then get a World Series championship. He kind of fits that same mold, too. Yeah. As I, my kid tries to take down the Christmas tree here, I want to warn him at a time. I want to make sure that Santa only brings you presents. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I think I think there's more to it than just what he does on the field. And, again, you're not, he's not being asked to be the ace. He, he can, he's asked to be a big pitcher when they need him day three, day four. You know what I mean? Like, how there's a chance he could slide to the bullpen for a little while. It's it's a lot of money to to us. It's not to it's not to Uncle Steve, and most importantly, he's going to use that to market overseas, and and that's that real money. That's where the like there's there's only so many teams that are famous in other countries. Your Yankees, your Cowboys, your whatever. If Mets bring in these overseas guys and they market them appropriately. They're going to join that list, and and that's that can be very big. Chad just met Walt Patolsky from the 1971 <laughs> Notre Dame football team. Walt Gringle, former number one draft Lucky. pick by the Buffalo Bills. There he goes. Lucky he's not doing chin-ups on your Christmas tree. That's, that's all right. I can say. Might have known him from some films. Third homeless man to the right. <laughs> Recovering drug addict seven. It's huge yeah. in Germany right now. Yeah, it's big. Chris he's Mets. actually just got signed by the Mets because of that. <laughs> That's a big deal. It's a big, big deal. Uh, we've got some NFL. <laughs> we've got some NFL action coming up here at the highway today. Before we talk some NFL and more, let's talk about our friends over at Mohawk Honda, Mohawk Honda, Glenville, New York, where you can find your new vehicle. Let's say, for instance, your pregnant wife, who's thirty weeks pregnant, has to drive her in-laws around and drive from Rensselaer or Rensselaer. We'll let that debate for another day. Rensselaer to Saratoga, back to Glenville. That all happens because the wonderful Honda Pilot from our friends at Mohawk Honda. Get yourself a new ride here at the end of 2022. What better Christmas gift than hooking up the husband, the fiance, the girlfriend with a new ride, and you can have it 
fit your budget and more by stopping in and saying hello to Greg Johnson, Lindsay Harrington, Cam McKenna, Brian McKenna. You know the names we've told you throughout 2022. We hope that you continue to do it. Also, shout out to our guy, Matt Sims. We don't give him enough love, man. He's always been a great part Ooh. of supporting the Mohawk family. <laughs> Mohawk Honda, Levac and I know. We love experience it. Our Thursday show has been moved. Where's it moving yeah. to? We'll tell you if you follow us on social media. The only reason media. he knows it's been moved is Gaz has already said he's not doing it. Like Tommy Corporate over here all of a sudden has got stones. He's got a ball bag that's carrying 16-pound freaking bowling balls in it all of a sudden. I'm Tommy Corporate. I go where I want when I want. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to Unlike you. Tommy Corporate, Mohawk Honda, where they go out of their way to please you. But Mohawk, Mohawk Honda, where it's about you. Tommy Corporate, where it's about him. It's not, it's about not him. the tagline there. Tommy Corporate. Eagles, Giants. <laughs> big game. Big game right here. Big one for the, uh, for the old G-men. Um, I I keep waiting for that week where the Eagles mail it in and get smoked. And uh, well, they have that one loss, but even that, like, I wouldn't say they mailed it in. I think if the Eagles continue to play four quarters, one down, one blah blah blah, what all this, all the cliches. I don't know who's good enough to really beat them when they're playing their best in the NFC East. Giants coaching may be better than the Eagles coaching, but the roster ain't close. This is going to be, if they win today, the, the G-men, with a banged up Saquon Barkley, that's going to, Dable should just kind of step down. Because I don't know, that's, that's a crowning achievement for me if he can get it done It's today. a great job if you can pull that off and win that with, I haven't seen the official word yet, maybe you just had it that, Barkley's been ruled out for sure, or that's no, no, a game he's banged up. Okay, okay, um, yeah. I I don't know. I think he's going to make a go of it, but like you're, he's not himself, and it's uh, it was, less than a hundred percent, right? Right. For I sure. mean, and, and it could Pitch cause count. issue with the blocking. It could. Go, wow, I saw two Bloody Marys come out this way. And I thought it was for us, and that was completely wrong. Um, Ooh, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I got to add a little bit to that because yeah. I've got two reports on Twitter. So take this for what it is. Jordan Ron on our friend ESPN. Saquon Barkley got there extremely early to the stadium to find out if he's going to play. NFL Network's Mike Garofalo is reporting that Barkley will play. So when I hear conflicting reports, that sounds like a pitch count to me. Um, and fantasy football managers, uh, I'm passing on that one. If you've ran with Barkley all season long, run with Barkley again. If you're going to lose yeah. a game because he got 15 touches, he's still probably your best option. I on think the he's there early to get the treatment out of that neck and everything. Yes. You know, try to loosen everything up. Because if he's loosened up, and it's he'll be fine. It'll be okay. I mean, you know, oh, what if he gets hit? Well, it, that's the truth for all 53 men, you know, on and both Especially rosters, the right? running back, yeah. Right. Like, you know, what if I get in a car accident? Well, yeah, that's, that's going to suck no matter, <laughs> no matter what. Where, where, yeah, well, you want to be in this if you're in a car accident. Okay, you know, you know I don't want to be in a car accident. Like, if he gets hit right, he gets hit right, and he's out. But if he got there that early, that tells me he really wants to be in this game. And barring a doctor finding some new evidence that he's going to do real damage to himself long term if he plays today, that means he's going to play. So I would say I would say he goes. Before you smash your computer or your iPhone or you strike me physically for this comment that we've used maybe more than any others in the history of this show about certain games, can't believe I'm going to do it. It's not a must win, is it? Like it's not. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Before, before, don't, no, no, no. Don't break your electronics here in the holiday season. Let me just throw this theory out here, okay? The yeah, Giants. Throw it out. The Giants, if they lose, would go to seven, five, and one. Mm -hmm. 
Dallas is in a game today. They're a huge favorite. Seattle's in an interesting matchup. Washington and the Giants tied earlier this season. Detroit, another interesting game. But if you move to 7-5-1 and one, and you've got a matchup coming up again very soon, post-Washington with a bye week, Washington's going to bye this week, you get the Commanders on the 18th. Is this game a must-win for the playoff hopes, or maybe I jumped a week ahead? Next week's more important for the Giants. Okay, you asked a different question right there. I did. Maybe I talked myself in my no, own answer. So, so is this a must-win for playoff hopes? No, but it's close. Do the Giants have a must-win on their schedule this year? No, they do not. Oh. They have already done better than anyone thought they were going to do. Corey from Greenwich in the house. Um, you you have to be realistic when you root for a team. I know, I know no one is. If I told you as a Giants fan coming into this year that 12 games into the season, you're going to be 7-4-1, and one, that you were going to be in the playoff hunt 12 games into the season, you were going to have a playoff spot 12 games in. And I don't think they can fall out today. I don't think they can. I think the worst they can do is fall is is be tied with the command. Oh no, correct. Because they're they on could. the bye. Seven five yeah. and one, seven five but and one. The commanders would have the tie break, so they could fall into the eighth spot to, today. But again, when Dable took over, you had no hope for Daniel Jones. You had no hope for keeping Saquon Barkley. You didn't even know what Saquon Barkley was going to be. You had no hope for winning football games. You were pretty much looking at who was going to be a quarterback you were going to draft this year. And now you have a team that's playing solid defense, that is running the ball effectively, using the pieces they have effectively, playing good football. They're, they're not just they're, they're not a pushover that you just know you're going to beat when you walk into. And we're legitimately looking at a game against the Eagles where they, they win it. No one's going to be like, holy crap, that's a stutter. That's a shocker. They're going to be like, they played the right. They played their game. They did a good job. If you're a Giants fan, you should already be thrilled with what you've seen. You are at least one year ahead of schedule already. I keep going back to this question about the Giants. Maybe Giant fan feels this. What if the offense was good, and what if they were healthy? I know those are like two massive questions, but it's true. Like right. they've been so crushed with injuries over the last 14 days, and they're still staying competitive in games. What if they had a wide receiver and you knew who he was? Exactly right. What if they had an option for Daniel Jones? We've had this conversation about quarterbacks of if you're going to have a below average ranking-wise quarterback, like if you're 17 to 32, you have to have an elite wide receiving core and a great running back. It's hard to do it with neither one, and that's not the case. But they are so close. They are a few injuries of guys getting healthy and big-time players making plays for them. They don't have that yet. The reason I even offered up that question kind of goes back to a little bit what you let off with. Though. If they win this game, oh, my God. Like, yeah. it looks so good for the Giants for the rest of the season. Even if you stumble against Washington, it's hard to find exactly where a team can catch them with, with eight wins unless you have an epic collapse at the end of the season. Huh. I know that schedule is not exactly the most easy in some of those games, but it would be huge for them, and you're going to find yourself in a battle for the rest of the season if you don't. Well, you, all right, let's say you make the playoffs, right? Yeah. What are you What are you thinking? Seventh seed, sixth seed? We'll say seventh. We'll say right, Sony seventh Johnson. seed. So you are most likely getting Minnesota or San Francisco in round one of the playoffs. Okay. Depending on what time of day it is, maybe you got a chance to beat Minnesota. 
what the quarterback situation is. We, we're, we're still kind of learning about Purdy for the 49ers. You might even be able to make a run. You might be able to make a run. But at some point, you're going to see the Eagles and the Cowboys again. At some point, you might run into, you know, whatever. This is the year where you can make a run. Let's go to the – everything falls perfectly. And somehow the Giants are in the Super Bowl this year. You, no matter what the final score is, you got to be thrilled. Because they're going to get their asses handed to them by the AFC team. But, like, you've got to be thrilled that they made it. The fact that, the fact that they won seven games – what was the total for them? I think it was six. I don't, yeah, I don't think, I think it, was, it was five and a half, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So you got your head coach. You've got your GM now. Those are two things that a Giants fan has not been able to say since Bill Parcells. Even when Coughlin won you Super Bowls, Giants fan, you didn't like him. He was mean. He yelled. He screamed. He didn't. You never dominated a season. You, you got in the playoffs and got hot. Like, the, you know who your head coach is now. But you, again, you haven't been able to say that for 100 years. You out of here? Merry Christmas, my friend. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, 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 Jets. Jets. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not gonna say directly, but. Shame. Like, Shame that man. Like, there's Shame a him. point where a guy, like, Asset you realize he no longer runs his castle. Like, scheduling a wedding on a football Sunday, allowing a baby shower to be scheduled on a football Sunday. Like, and why do we have to go as guys? Yeah, well, it's, yeah, don't, like, like don't. Sad. Like, it's not right. It's not right. Unless, unless he has, like, a secret place you guys are going to sneak off and watch the Jets game, and that's why you're there. Oh, okay. All right, he'll what, figure it out. What's worse? But that's, like, that's a Bills bar. But Gary's is a Bills bar. You got to come to the hideaway for Jets fans. J- Jack, That's right. Jack place and to be. Jack. Jets fans here. <laughs> Jack and Jill baby shower or Jack and Jill bachelor bachelorette party? What's worse? Bachelor bachelorette party. I would say so. Bachelor, well. That's because at least a baby shower, you know the guys are going to be miserable. Like people think they're going to have fun at those Jack and Jill bachelor bachelorette parties, and it's like, no, you just you just told me that you guys have a joint Facebook account. <laughs> you just you just said. Like, I have I'll no power later. in this relationship. <laughs> That's right. Not only does she not trust you, she doesn't trust you, and you're willing to be handcuffed to whatever whatever she says you're going to do next. For the rest of your life. Forever. Just actually, her, your testicles are in her pocketbook. To, uh, to the Giants, too. Uh, four of the last five teams are scheduled to play. Likely playoff teams, so that is tough. Uh, the matchups of what they might get, the Eagles are in that mix, too. Yeah, it's going to be a difficult road if they can get to that spot. I totally get what you're saying, though. Everything feels like a bonus. If you get to the playoffs, you get a great matchup. You mentioned Minnesota and San Francisco as those potential teams. Purdy, as you said, the third-string quarterback. Maybe you get lucky and he just stinks. You pull an upset. You get Minnesota on Christmas Eve. You find something maybe on the tape that you can use for the playoffs. Get to the dance. You got a good coach. Beat expectations. Get healthier. Just get to the dance, and today's a huge way to get to that. I know we're not going to do power rankings today. Corey Green, which is very upset about it, we're not doing power rankings, but Philly, no doubt, win or loss today, they're the best team in the NFL. No, you take Kansas NFL. City over them, and they're the best matchup? in the NFC. Okay. Yeah, I would probably put them third in the NFL. Third, I still think the Bills are, are world beaters. People just don't realize it. Like even with Von Miller hurt and everything like that, I think the Bills will figure it out. Because again. One of my favorite parts of all of this, while we sit here and talk about how good the Giants are, like that's 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 that Bills organization. 
that's the McDermott coaching tree coming out right now. You know what I mean? So, so I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I love Jalen Hurts. I, Jalen Hurts is everything I want to see in a quarterback. Doubt me here. I'll go there. Goes there, changes his game a little bit. Keep doubting him. Like, every, there's not an Eagles fan who came into this year who realistically wanted Jalen Hurts to be their quarterback next year. They wanted to win in spite of Jalen Hurts and then somehow, some way, get whoever, C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, whoever it is, maybe a free agent. I don't know. He has won everyone over, including his teammates. The, the story is that he legitimately flew around the country this year in the offseason to meet with as many of his, his teammates face-to-face to let them know that he was the leader, he was he wanted to be there for them, and he would do whatever it took to win. Like, that's the dude you want. You're not good enough at this. You're not going to do it. Okay. Okay, now you find the right head coach and the head coach and offensive coordinator go, yeah, you, we don't need you to throw every down. We need 300 yards out of your position. Whether it's 150 in the air, 150 on the ground, whether it's 200 and 100, whether, whether, it's, whether it's 100 passing and 200 rushing, don't care. We need 250 to 300 yards out of your position. Let's go get it. Last time you and I sat at the hideaway, I said this, and it's worth repeating on this show again. How did we all miss on Jalen Hurts? Because like, he's not what we he's not what he's he's not supposed to work. He was a freshman starter at Alabama. He almost won the Heisman at Oklahoma. He came behind Carson Wentz. They thought he just couldn't out athlete people. He wasn't a good enough in the pocket thrower. The targets at Philly did get better. Like adding AJ Brown helps a yep, lot. Yep. Having Miles Sanders actually find the end zone as a running back after going a season before. But being a starting running back in the NFL and not scoring a touchdown, that also was very helpful. Goddard's been out for the season. Uh, yeah, he's been. And but he, but like you could, like, okay, so you just gave the positive spin. Here's the negative. Lost his starting job at Alabama, forced to go to Oklahoma. After he was done in Oklahoma, everybody left. <laughs> yeah. Goes into the draft. He's not a first-round pick. He He's a new coaching staff. Didn't appear to be able to beat out Carson Wentz for the job at one point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not Carson Wentz. Who was, was it? Was, was it Carson Wentz? Was it Wentz yeah. with him there? Oh, and then they trade Wentz and then went, okay. Yeah. But, like, you know, there's, you need the right coach for a guy like Jalen Hurts. And he's had that multiple times. Like, he still talks like Saban. His, his offensive ability to throw the football changed in Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley. And then Nick Sirianni came in with his systems that we all made fun of him for, especially me. And it works. We've got systems. Okay, well, show me your system. Oh, that system's perfect for Jalen Hurts. So it works. Like, it's good. And, he, and his guys love him. They love him. His guys want to go to war with him. And, again, A.J. Brown, look at Josh Allen. When did Josh Allen get good? When Diggs, Diggs. got there. So it's like you got to go get your guy a target. If Philly wins or loses today, they are still the best team right now. In my mind, of the NFL, only one loss this entire season. They've shown they can do it. So I'm going to sound like I'm saying two things at once here. If you give me a Goss power rankings, Philadelphia is number one. Philly is the best team in the NFL right now. If I know Corey plays in this confidence pool, no confidence wagers. If I had to go place a bet on who I think would win the NFC today, I feel less confident in Philly now than I do in your preseason Super Bowl pick. I had Philly preseason. You had Dallas preseason and Dallas lost to Philly but they had Cooper Rush as the quarterback in that game, and they look awesome. Mm-hmm. So my confidence is wavering in Philly, not because of them playing poorly, but because Dallas looks so freaking good right now. And I'd like to see that matchup between those two teams again. And we will get that at some point again later this season.
when they square off. Yeah, and listen, obviously I want that to be right. I really do. But, you know, here, here's the thing, too. We just said all these good things about Jalen Hurts. Out of everybody you just mentioned, he's the fourth quarterback I take to leave my team. Fourth quarterback in the NFL. So no, not, not no. The four teams you just mentioned: Dallas, Kansas City. I said Buffalo. I'll take all those those other three guys to run my offense. Yeah. I'll take Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and that's partially that's on me. I don't have the ability to scheme and put a system together the way Sirianni does. Obviously, um, I don't or any of these guys. But like those guys, their skill set means more to me. The ability to throw the ball. Mahomes is the monster. Like if Mahomes ever. Obviously, the money is gonna is gonna restrict what they're gonna be able to put around him, but like Jalen Hurts' contract has to be torn up at the end of the season, unless yeah. he throws unless he <laughs> yeah. throws an interception in the first playoff game that loses the game, he's got to get triple his money, quadruple five times his money. He's got that second round pick money, and they don't have that team option right. I believe, for that fifth year on that contract. That's why so many teams trade up in that first round and yeah. get their player. Uh, the Jets and the Bills. Let's remind everybody. I know Jet fan knows it, but we'll just do it one more time. These teams have played this season, and it was the New York Jets defeating the Buffalo Bills 20-17 to in that matchup, an AFC victory for J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And if you do remember, it was another quarterback under center, Zach Wilson, who went 18-25 of in that game for only 154 yards through the air and a touchdown. A new quarterback under center. Feels like a new Jet team taking the field in this one. But the Jets did win game one, and both these teams before kickoff are slated, if the season ended today, to be postseason teams. I have not feeling for the Jets today. Oh. I do. I mean, I'll get deeper in it for the for the picks. But So Mike White. I, Mike White's a nice story. I think he's – Mike White could, could legitimately put himself in a position to get paid to be a starter somewhere and then be the next Scott Mitchell. Like, I just don't feel like – there's something about him that's exciting. Again, you talk about the players uh, around Jalen Hurst buying in. This team loves him. I just I can't help but feel like they love him because how much they hate the other guy. Like Zach Wilson is clearly just not embraced by that locker room. Um, like it, it's if you're, you've seen draft day with Kevin Costner, if you haven't, spoiler alert. One of the guys. They can't figure out what's wrong with him. Everybody loves him, but it's something doesn't smell right. His teammates fucking hate him. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's the thing. And like you, in in modern day, you don't necessarily need your quarterback to be your overall team leader. You can have a defensive guy be your team leader, things of that nature. But the offense has to believe in him. They have to know that they believe in him, and or at least at least like him a little bit. And it doesn't feel that way with Zach Wilson. And I think Mike White is showing that he has arm talent. He's shown that he can play the position. I don't know if he can play the position against the Bills today in the weather. Yeah, I was going to say, games in Buffalo, a quarterback that was not supposed to be your guy earlier in the season. Buffalo with revenge on their mind. Right, they're motivated, their we'll mind. Say. Motivated. All that stuff plays a huge factor in the game. Josh Allen with two picks in the most recent game between these teams. It's hard looking at this matchup and finding out where the Jets can do it. Like, what is their advantage? I, I want to say Michael Carter because he played fine in the first game, but Brees Hall is the better running back. I want to say Garrett Wilson, but you're telling me a rookie wide receiver is going to beat the Bills secondary again with a second or third string quarterback, however you want to put White on the depth chart? 
it's hard for me to find ways for the Jets to do this. Here's what the best way the Jet we can go here. If Miami knocks off the Chargers on Sunday night, okay. that helps out a little bit. The Browns are floating around in the playoffs, but they've the Jets have a two-game lead on them, so that's okay. You can survive that a little bit. If you just kind of stay in that seventh spot and hope yeah. things go in your favor and kind of just piece it together next week. And New England gets Arizona as well, and that's matchup of uh, we look at Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray and wonder what the hell's going on out there in the desert. Line's a little stinky in that one, but the Jets had their opportunities against New England in the past to kind of hold on, don't get anybody hurt because you're going to lose that tiebreaker in New England because you've lost twice of them this season. Yeah, and and like the Jets are, in my opinion, similar situation to the Giants. I think you you came into this year, people were ready to flush Salah out already. You know, big game, Bob. And, and that wasn't that wasn't smart, but he has this team. This defense looks right. This this team looks good. I, I feel like you still haven't answered the quarterback question. And you know, maybe Zach what maybe Zach Wilson learned something. You know, maybe this is one of those like sappy Hallmark Christmas movies where by the end of the year he's standing in front of the whole team with like you know big old you know cardboard signs like. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm sorry, you know, whatever. And, and they all buy into it. But, like, right now, he seems to be, for a team that you always call the adults, BYU, for him to come from that team and seem to be so childish is very weird. It's very, it's just weird to me. But um, it, it, it could it could be a bad rap. It could be, could be different. Well, who knows? Maybe he gets it together. But I think the Jets, I think if you're a Jets fan, you want to make the playoffs, but I don't think that decides whether or not you had a good year. I think if you finish strong, beat some of these teams out of you, look good. You answered a lot of questions here. It's a very talented roster. You know, Douglas has been great at picking everything except for quarterback so far. I, you got to feel good about this year, too. I think I think Jets and Giants should be really good about where they are. While you're talking about the Christmas spirit, I just had this whole image of Zach Wilson arm in arm with Jet teammates like the Grinch. He's learned the true meaning of being an NFL quarterback as he sways back and forth. Zach the Wilson Christmas grew three sizes that day. His completion percentage grew as well. His ability to lead a team was higher. Players were not afraid to live their mothers with Zach Wilson after that day. And some young mom is Cindy Lou in that scenario. Is that, <laughs> ew, you know what? That's gross. Anyways, uh, week 14 wagers are on the way. You know what? I'm jumping the gun here, LeVac. I just want to do this one. Shout out to our guy, Monty, man. He came by the Christmas show on Friday. Just cleared off my Mohawk Honda Civic. <laughs> looked at the Albany Empire schedule and popped onto the Techies Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page to see what's new and found this high-quality, entertaining talk show to start my Sunday. Don't forget, Monty, you got a wonderful wife. You can stop over to Lillian David Fine Jewelers, located at Route 50, the shops of Wilton. If you're looking for that perfect holiday gift here in December, some of you guys two weeks away from Christmas, you're looking at your shopping and realizing none of it's been done. Not a single thing has been bought. I have a friend, a cousin, who will come into Syracuse on the holidays on December 23rd, and we know where he's going to go right to the mall and buy gifts. Do not be that person. December 23rd, do not buy your gifts here in the Capital Region or wherever you're listening. Head to Wilton, New York. Lillian David Fine, jewelers, family-owned and operated business. Alyssa, David, and the crew will help you find exactly what she's looking for. And if you're ready to pop the question this holiday season, whether it's Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, 
fire ring right there. There is my wedding band. My wonderful wife is here. I believe wearing her wonderful wedding ring. If she wasn't, she will be told when you were out in public, you wear that ring. Lily and David Fine Jewelers. And then she'll tell you to do it. You'll shut your mouth. She does what she wants. <laughs> Julia forgot about me. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Thank holidays you. from Lily and David Fine you. Jewelers. I'll trade you. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. So you want to do some picks? Let's do some picks. Our lines are provided to us by DraftKings Sportsbook. Do not forget to use promo code 518. 518 DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I told you last week I had been sloppy on keeping track of the record from the previous week. You didn't have to tell me that. I already knew. I'm happy to report that we've had tremendous showings the past two weeks. Combined for week 12 and week 13, Lovac posted a 15-12 and record. Pretty good. Goz went 16-11, and so we were both very close, both profitable weeks. Back-to-back winning weeks. If you wagered on our bets, you would have won money. There you go. All right. Our season records for our audio side, Levac is 90, 89, and 2. Mm. Slowly creeping up on you, Levac at 85, 96, and 2. I'm less embarrassing you now. Know what, you know what sucks is, so we're in a pick'em pool. No spread. I've had 13 right two straight weeks, and I haven't won. Ooh. 13 right, two straight weeks, lost by a tiebreaker two weeks ago. And then um, Dr. Fred Dreer at the Internet Sleep Center in Boston Spa had 14 right ah. last week. Dr. 14 right. The man not only knows how to get you sleep via dentist, he obviously is great at picking football games. And he's a Giants fan, so there you go. I also realized I did my math wrong. I'm actually 85, 94, and 2 because you and I picked all the same games this season. Same number of games, correct. Um also, you know what we haven't done yet? Before we get into our picks, happy birthday, Boston Dan. Hey, happy Boston birthday, Dan. Boston Dan. It's his birthday today. Um, I feel bad. He reached out to me last night. He's like, hey, the, the wife and I, Boston Danielle, are going to go throw axes and stuff later today. Do you want to go? And I'm like, no, nah, I want to eat a pizza and be fat today and watch football and not, like Army, Navy and all those things. He said, okay, cool. And I, had I realized that was his birthday outing, I would have got off my fat ass. But I didn't because I'm a terrible friend. So happy birthday, Boston Dan. We love you, brother. You have to go back then today. Many, many more. What's that? Throw our axes again today. No, I'm not doing nothing. I'm going home. (laughs) I'm tired, man. I'm telling you right now, I took a little NyQuil last night. Just got a little little tickle. And uh, I I haven't woken up yet. I haven't woken up yet. So this could be a very bad dream. I don't know. All of a sudden, I'm dreaming of uh, Corey from Greenwich and his salty nuts and his sweet sweet bourbon barrel syrup from Darfur Farms. Yourself. Uh, Vikings Lions. I had that image in my mind too. These are the one o'clock games. All don't right. forget, don't forget the New York games. We will save for the end. While Levac was doing this, just to paint the picture, a wonderful woman turned around after Levac made that joke. Uh, Vikings Lions. Salty balls. Levac, there's something weird about this game. Two and a half point favorite. Detroit at home. What is your read on What's this the game? total? The total I have is fifty one and a half. Lock in over fifty one and a half. Both these defenses are questionable at best. Lions defense has been playing better. The fact of the matter is the Vikings at 10 and 2, you would expect to be a favorite in this game. They're not playing as well as the Lions are playing right now. The Lions are in a position today to stave off the Vikings taking over the North. They can claim the North today. They can lock it in. They can take it. I can only imagine 
the speech that the Danimal, Dan Campbell, is given to his team today about not being the team that allows the Vikings to clinch. They can clinch next week. They can get three butt cheeks and two knuckles and bite kneecaps off next week. This week, like I guarantee he's dressed like freaking William Wallace from, from, from Braveheart. He's got paint. He's got the blue, lion blue face paint on. You know, every team dies, but not every team lives. And he's just shooting fireballs from his arse. I lock in the over and lock in the Lions minus two and a half. It, it, the Double out of the gates? Man Campbell is not going to let this happen on his field. This is game 182. You and I have picked this season. 182nd game we have picked. I am completely messed up. Don't understand. Monday, I said this is the Vikings all day. Minnesota's 9-0 and in one-score games. Of course, this is Minnesota. Friday night hit. I'm like, this is a lock for Detroit. I'm locked. Like, wait a minute. Whoa. I, I had I had Minnesota listed. Well, nothing changed. Nobody got hurt. Now I was convinced for the Lions. You were all about the Lions in this game. Oh, man. I can see Scott Hansen and something crazy happening. I'm going with the Lions, but you can hear my lack of confidence yeah i, I don't want i don't want detroit to, with big words on it i don't want detroit to blow this in the fourth i don't want you to have jared goff a pick or williams a fumble win it outright win it for your fans i'm taking detroit but i loved minnesota earlier in the week too much action on lines and one other thing to add I to love this the over there are oh, i love you there over. are some sports books that i don't want to say what sports books they are because we love DraftKings. some have reported that they've not seen any more Higher percentage of money line bets this season than the Vikings this week. That also makes me think about wow. the Lions there too. Wow, a lot of public money on the Vikings money line. Browns, Bengals. We go to the AFC North here in the one o'clock window. <laughs> By the way, just just quick, uh, Monty, uh, unofficial head of the, the fan, big Lions fan. That's what happens when you make eye contact with me in person, gents. Detroit Lion, Honolulu <laughs> Blue blood is running through your veins. Listen, I'm all in for the Lions right now. Raiders suck. They pissed me off this week. Roar, Lions, roar. You can't make this up. While you were talking to our uh, post there from Monty, the line in the Browns-Bengals game just changed. This was just four and a half. It is now at four. The Bengals are a four-point favorite. It just changed. While we're talking to Monty, over under 47 again in this AFC North matchup. Do you know how many times Joe Burrow has beat the Browns? Uh, six zero zero Browns own Joe Burrow, and they will continue to do so. Rub and tug Watson plus four uh, money line. I would go money line in this game if Whoa. I were you, but t- I'll take the plus four points for my second, my well, third lock of the day. Give me the Browns, give me old rub and tug Watson over Joe Burrow and the and the Bengals. Cleveland beat Tampa last week in overtime. It- it was not as the highest Watson scoring game. Sucks. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, the Browns beat them. And then also the Texans game is out there. I think I'm getting my weeks confused. Two weeks ago, they beat them without Watson. Last week, the Browns beat the Texans with Watson, but that game was not as high scoring as I thought. There you go. I'm just getting my Cleveland games mixed up. <laughs> uh, I like the Bengals because they're better in that inexperience of Watson not playing as much showed last week. Give me Cincinnati, who's still in the mix for being one of the top teams in the he AFC. Just, this he year. just needed to rub one. Out. I mean, get, uh, he just he needed to relax. A lot of divisional games this week. Another one here in the 1 o'clock windows. The Jags, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Tennessee Titans. 
Titans three and a half point favorites at home. I went back and forth this one. I, I think Jacksonville is going to be a very good team. But I think the Titans go ahead and win this game. Um, you know, just a little more ingrained in their system, a little more experience, uh, you know, from, from A to Z. I'll take the Titans. Low scoring game. This is my first lock under. And I don't, Levesque, I know you and I have played poker, but probably not as much as before. There are people who play poker that have a favorite hand. Like if you get like pocket rocks. Aces and eights, right? the there dead man's hand. There you go. Like somebody might get a hand and no matter what it is, they'll just play it. I have now told myself that if I ever see 41 or 41 and a half for an over-under, I always play the under because 42 is so popular. And of course, I do that stupid take, and now I look the line is now at 42. So this completely <laughs> destroyed my dumb point I was making about poker. Uh, the under is still locked in. You just gave me a half point here, DraftKings. Under in this game, I'm taking Tennessee because Jacksonville every single week just tempts me to take them. They eventually have to be better than they are and eventually win these close games. I know they've had flashes. Tennessee in a better spot as a franchise right now. Give me the Titans. Lock in the under. Low-scoring matchup in this one. You might be stuck like me and played Trevor Lawrence on bye weeks. Six teams. One other thing to add. Six teams are on a bye here week 14. Figure it out, Cadell. Stop that nonsense these buys in week 14. Raiders were on a bye all second half on Thursday. The Texans take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a 17-point favorite at home. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. This is one of those games I look at, and you go, 17's a ton of points. It's the NFL. They get paid, too. Um, I think the Dallas Cowboys are the kind of team that emanate their attitude from their owner. I think they got a little bully ball in them, and I think they will go ahead and cover this number today. I think they'll go out there and show off a little bit, especially since they know that most people's eyes are going to be on Eagles-Giants. So I think they're going to go ahead and show off a little bit college you know, the old uh, the old championship style, run up the score, get it done. In these double-digit spread games, I'd like to take unders because I like think these teams are going to blow them out, especially for a team like Dallas competing for a division title and everything else. I don't see the case in that in this one. Dallas covers. To add it, 2,100. Minus 2,100 is the money line payoff right now for <laughs> Dallas. That's the biggest number I remember seeing what's, this year. What, what do you, what do you, what's the Texans? Uh, the what? Texans are at plus 1,100. One dollar. One dollar. That's all it takes. Uh, Dallas wins big. I like them with the points here, too. And for other perspective, if you think about some high-scoring games, Yahoo, fantasy football players, the Texan defense is projected to play so bad this week, they are projected to score zero. Zero. Because Yahoo thinks they're going to score so many points, Dallas, they're going to be in the negatives in scoring. Even a sack or interception is not worth it. That's how bad the Texans defense is projected today in Yahoo. Texans are at that point where... Lovey Smith comes in. You've seen him be successful before. He coached them up. They played. They played okay. They played. They played okay football for a while. He's now run out of all the ingredients he had to cook with, and it's now he's just like anybody want a, a cracker? Anybody want a nice a nice cracker? You know what I don't like about the Texas franchise is that Sean McVay threw away all his draft picks and he looks smart because he won a Super Bowl and now not as good. And the Texans did the same thing and it looks like they're done for years. Raven Steelers. Steelers, two-point favorite at home, over under 37. I uh, I was banging the drum for the Steelers. I really thought the Steelers were going to get their act together and, and make a run for the playoffs. Um, I think they are so much better with T.J. Watt on the field, which is not saying anything people can't see in just stats. Something about this Ravens team, especially if Lamar's not out there, the way they're going to play, I think – 
fits right in to the way you beat the Steelers team. I, I'm going to – this is going to be boring the rest of the thing. Here's my fourth lock. Give me the Ravens plus two. Ravens plus two is a lock. Oh, man. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I'm taking – oh, God, this line stinks, man. You stink. I don't like that – Thank you, Julian. I needed, I needed that Bloody Mary for this game right here. Oh, good. Thank you. Uh, shouldn't it be higher? No, I, I feel like I do this once a week with a line. This one feels like it should be four and a half, five and a half. There's something not right about this. I like your lock that you're so confident in the Ravens. I'm taking Pittsburgh. I, I don't think it's as easy. I want to point that, out what just happened here. Yeah. Who did you pick to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? I picked the Ravens. Who did I pick to make the playoffs this year you, after we started? the Steelers. And we've gone the other way. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's my take on All this right. game. Even though this line does not feel right, it can't be as simple as you take an MVP quarterback out of the Ravens offense and think it can work the same way with a backup. It, can, it cannot be that you know, easy. Do you know the difference? Hero ball. You hear me say it all the time. There's points where Lamar Jackson forgets he is one of 11, and he plays hero ball. Josh Allen's falling for it right now. That's why the Bills are, are a little vulnerable. Every once in a while, check down. Every once in a while, take the hit. It was wild slide, run out of bounds. Hunt will do that. I also missed one of my locks there. I'm locking in the Cowboys at minus 17. Wow, I, I like it. it. I, I like it. I like the Cowboys as a lock. You got there. brass ones on you, buddy. That's a big number. The Cowboys have gone 2-0 for me on locks this season. Only I would know that stat, but I'm going for 3-0 with Dallas this week. Chiefs, Broncos, we're now into the 4 o'clock window. This is a 9-point dog at home that Denver is over under 44. So... Two teams can clinch their divisions today. We already talked about Minnesota being one. The other, I believe, is the Chiefs. This is one of those situations where I think the exact same conversations, maybe not the same verbiage, are happening in the locker room. I think the Broncos can keep this one mildly close. However, I'll take the Chiefs just because the Broncos are hot garbage. Russ can't cook anymore. Uh, Buddy Hackett is not a head coach. And um, you've lost too many members of that defense, whether you traded them or they've been hurt. So uh, give me the Chiefs. This is my Sunday morning. Didn't really think a lot about that game as we get closer and closer to kickoff. It's put me in knots a little bit. Oh, I hate this play by me, but I feel so good about it. I'm locking in the under in Chiefs Broncos. Uh, we can't wow. just, just disregard the Bronco defense. It has been so good this season. So good. So I get a divisional game at home with a Bronco defense that's been fantastic against a team in Mahomes and even though Kansas City continues to find ways to win, it's not consistent touchdowns. Like they're get, they actually are struggling in the red zone this season, which is remarkable to think about with all the weapons they have there. So I'm taking the Chiefs to win, but this is a low-scoring game, and I don't like that because as I ranted and raved about last week, I have Mahomes in too many leagues. Regular season ends today. I don't want him to not have a huge week for me, but this screams under. I just want to warn you. That Broncos defense is just like a great pair of boobies. You know, no support. They start to sag. So just okay. be aware. Right. Just like a great pair of boobies where they don't know where to shop for bras. They'll start to sag. No support. Buccaneers, 49ers. It's kind of been so you only get here on the back of guys. Right here on the Tech East Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page live at the hideaway. Three and a half point favorites at home, San Francisco over under 38 and a half. I hate this game. Um, I'm going to take the Niners. I think they are probably, like we're talking about the, the Ravens with Huntley and, and stuff like that, how well they it's going to work. I think the Niners are the team that's built for a guy. 
Purdy can make all the throws. You look at his college records and all those things. He he was he's phenomenal. He's not the guy that you want to throw right into the deep end, but you you give him a team that is built the way the Niners are built. They could legitimately develop this guy. They could slowly develop it as long as Shanahan doesn't fall in love with what he saw. You know where he's making some nice throws and everything like that, and just and throw him a little too fast in the deep end. You could develop him into this team. This team can win in spite of him. I wish it was three or two and a half, not the, not, not, not more than that. I'll take the Niners. I audibled off of this game because that game we talked about earlier, the Chiefs and the Broncos, that was not going to be a lock. This was going to be a lock, and it hurts me that I was going to lock in the Niners. I was going to lock him in. Kicked you in the balls. That's why it hurts. Oh, man, it was going to be terrible because everyone's begging you to take Tampa, right? Three and a half. Tom Brady team needs this win to hang on to a division lead in the South. That offense, I don't know what. I I told you three months ago that Byron left, which is not the problem. Byron left, which is not the problem. I don't feel good about that take anymore. I I don't feel as good because there seems like there's real issues of just play calling. I'm like second and tens, third and twos. Like, four, that's fine. That's good. Like, as a fan of that team, does it drive you as nuts as it does a guy who I'm not even a fan of that team? But the second anything goes wrong, the camera doesn't go to Bowles. It doesn't go to Leftwich. It goes right to Bruce Arians up in the suites. It goes right <laughs> like like it's it's like a it's like a, a kid at a little league game who is sick and tired of hearing what his stepdad has to say. It's like, Dad, will you say something? Dad, I know you're not in the house anymore. Well, could you say something? Could you do something here, Dad? Like Aaron Arians, if I would I would be I, I put a 50-50 Arians takes the team back over next year. He's at every game yelling and screaming. Why not do it on the sideline? I don't get the whole thing of it. And I, I don't want to bash the Tampa media because we have a lot of people we like down yeah, there. Yeah, I'm not listening to this crap. That feels like that wasn't reported well enough. Like, So Arians just retired, but he's still there. But him and Brady had a beef. But Brady, they didn't. Brady retired. Then Arians retired and Brady came back. And then it was awkward that like you can't take Bowles' job away, but he didn't want it. It just... I like the Niners big today, and it hurts because that's my team. Because I don't know how Tampa's going to score against that defense. I don't. I don't know where the offense is anymore for the Bucks, and that hurts, pains me. Not a lock because I don't want to root against my team that much. Panthers, Seahawks, Seahawks, four point favorite at home, over under forty four and a half. Seahawks, um, Panthers just, just not as good. There's not as good. Seahawks. Pete Carroll's an amazing coach. Geno Smith looks like he's finally found the system that's right for him. Um, I keep going back to when Geno Smith was drafted by the Jets and everybody was killing him in the beginning. And I was like, dude, if you went back and looked at it, he took like four snaps under center his entire college career. Then he gets the Jets and they run him under center and, and they can't figure out why he looks uncomfortable. He's been doing it long enough now. He's got good weapons. He's got a good team around him. He's got a solid running back, great defense. Well, not great, team, a young up-and-coming defense. Uh, it's going to work. Seahawks get this win. Seahawks, the winners here. My thought process in this game was, does Carolina suck less? The answer is no. That's why I'm taking Seattle. They suck more. All right, we go to the primetime games here. This is the Sunday night game. The Dolphins and the Chargers. The Chargers, a three-and-a-half-point dog out on the West Coast. Over under 54-and-a-half in this one. I hate this game. I hate this game. Um, If this game is in Miami, I'm taking the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins had to go – they're – Bouncing all over the country lately, aren't they? I mean, this is a team that's that's been you know all over the place. Um, I think the Dolphins are 
better than I thought they were to start the season. I don't I don't think they're as good as people think they are. Yeah, so you you went to San Francisco, came home. Now you went to L.A. Um, I, I guess I'll take the Chargers. I don't feel good about it either way because I think the Dolphins are actually the better team who are, who are going to angle up faster. But I just think that that's a lot of travel for a team that's still kind of figuring out what they're doing that's pretty banged up. This is my favorite play of the week. My favorite play of the week. Lock it in. My number one lock of the week. Dolphins minus three and a half. This is the I want to be game. This is a want to be game. The Chargers want to be the Dolphins. High octane offense, young, smarter than maybe he thinks he is head coach, changing the division layout in their division. That's everything the Chargers want to be in the AFC West. Oh, by the way, their quarterback, Justin Herbert, it was a slam dunk, no doubt. Wow. Herbert's so much better than Tua. And now Tua's having a great season. And Tua's probably looking around thinking of Mike McDaniel, the franchise, like, oh, you guys all trashed us for taking Tua over Herbert. Go prove them wrong today. Tyreek Hill, go prove that we got one of the best wide receivers. This is a prove it, want to be game. I think there's a lot of college-like motivation skills used to hype up the Dolphins. Gimme Miami, three and a half, lock it in, my favorite play of the whole week. You know if Mike Williams is playing today for the Chargers? I do not I'm gonna believe, figure that out because that, that could not believe he is. If he's playing, then I feel good about the Chargers. Not good, but better about the Chargers. He's not playing. I don't because he he's that deep threat. He is playing. I like Chargers. Okay, I'm staying with oh. Chargers. I'm staying with Chargers. He's that he changes what they can do on offense because he, he can get down the field and get open pretty quick. He had a huge start to the 2021 season, especially that first six to eight weeks. He was a monster. Uh Monday night game. Patriots, Cardinals out in the desert. The Cardinals one point dog at home over under 43 and a half. <sighs> Patriots. Um, Cardinals are crap. They're just bad. They're bad and they're on hard knocks. It's like it's like like seeing a car accident and then having the ability to rewind it and watch it slower. Like it, that's that's what the Cardinals are this year. I, I guess I don't like anything about this game. Belichick should run circles around Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy. What are we doing at quarterback? What are the Patriots doing at quarterback? I feel like I should just take the coach. Like the easy answer. Didn't New England get smashed by Chicago in the Bailey Zappi game in Monday night earlier this year? Mm. I'm taking Arizona, mm. and I hate picking the Cardinals, <laughs> but I'm taking Arizona because New England, why aren't they a three-and-a-half-point favorite? This team's fighting for a playoff spot. Why aren't they a bigger favorite in this game? Arizona's got nothing to play for. I don't get why it's one. Stinks out loud to me. I'm taking Arizona. Something smelly about that game. Did you see Vance Joseph, the, uh, the D.C. for Arizona? They asked him what was going on with the Patriots offense, and he actually answered. So I give him I give him credit for having the balls to answer a direct question about another team because most guys don't. But he said uh, he said he's calling Matt Patricia's a defensive guy who's calling offensive plays like a defensive guy. He's calling defensive style plays, and it's like your first glance is to go to Vance Joseph like, wow, how dare you criticize him? Like that. No, he knows because he was the head coach for the for the Broncos for a while, so like, he. He knows what's wrong. So any chance your boy, Matt Patricia, pulls the number two pencil off his ear and writes down, um, all right, what would I do against me here, not what would I do as my defensive coordinator? And then who knows what the, who knows what the pass would be. Because you saw um, Mac Jones yell at him, throw the ball. Yeah. Our New York games, Jets, Bills. Come here, watch the hideaway. Great TVs, Jets fans, Bills fans, 10-point favorite, Buffalo to home. Over under 43 and a half. Buffalo's motivated. Buffalo covers. Um, 
Jets, I'm sorry. Sorry, Jets fans. I really, really am. I waited until Chad left here at the hideaway. Um, I just I think I think a motivated Bills team is just too good. I think they're gonna win. You know, it could it'll end up being like a like a twenty to seven game or something like that, especially if the weather's not great. But I think the Bills are the Bills can prove that they're the best team in the East by bitch slapping the Jets today, and I think they'll do it. Dial it up. Leslie Frazier, Ken Dorsey, Sean McDermott. Here's what you do if you're Buffalo today. Blitz like 80% of the place. Get up seven. More so, let's say this. Get up seven. Get up 10. And say, okay, we're going to blitz Mike White every single play. If he beats us, tip your cap so you played a great game. Yeah. Make Michael Carter beat you again. If a rookie wide receiver, a third string quarterback, and a guy who's the second string running back beat you, then you didn't deserve to win today. Dial up blitzes all day long. And you get up by that, I think Buffalo covers, Buffalo wins, and this should be a game where you unleash the old coaching cliche, pin the ears back. Uh, Von Miller, by the way, we didn't add this, huge loss. Von Miller going down yeah. for the Bills. Can Look at that defense. He was dominating. The Rams knew it from last year. That play at the end of the finals drive with him and Aaron Donald, we look back for years ago, that is a huge loss that's for still, Buffalo. It's so weird to me because we're so – like you think where we are as a, as a country, as a world – with medical advancements, they couldn't find the the tear, the ACL tear, until they were in cleaning up other stuff. And they're like, "Oh crap! Wait a minute! Hold on! He's tore, there's a tear here." Hey. So, yeah, it's I mean it's a big deal, but I still think they're still they're still that damn good. Giants Eagles, Giants a seven point dog at home over under forty four and a half. I kept waiting for the Eagles to show their warts. And they really don't seem to have them. That offensive line is filthy. Um, Jalen Hurts has bought in. He's doing everything he's supposed to do, and then some. Uh, Giants, I just, I don't think it's your time yet. Maybe next year. I think the Eagles cover this game, and I think they do it pretty easily. Whoa! Here's what it is. You know, I it's the college game, right? When the pack, when the Power Five school plays. You know, Appalachian State or, or, or Max School or whatever, not that one Michigan Appalachian State game, where it's like the first quarter, athlete to athlete, they look great. But then the Power Five schools, athletes get tired and they bring in another group that's just as good. Then that, that Max School brings in their second group of athletes and there's a massive drop off. I just, I think the Giants don't have the personnel yet to hang with this Eagles team who has done pretty much what the Rams did a year ago. F them picks, F whatever. We're going to get the players we want. We're going to go win this thing right now. I just think the Eagles are, are farther ahead talent-wise right now. I'm trying to do the math in my head here, and I'm struggling of what would the Eagles' seven-point win be at 45 points? So it'd be like – They would have seven more than the – It'd be like 25 to 18. God, that's such a random-ass number. Basically, what I'm getting at is I think this is going to be a push. Like, I can see the Giants losing by seven to Philadelphia. So I will take the Giants, even though I'd take push over a bet here. They're a touchdown worse than this team. I could see them just kind of eating up the clock a little bit, limiting the possessions that Jalen Hurts gets. That might be the best way to beat Philly, to keep A.J. Brown and that squad off the field. The O-line and D-line for the Giants have been really so much better than what they were 10 years ago. This would be one of these weird games where you go on DraftKings and find that bet of Eagles win by three to seven you know I had like that little like four right. to one bet i was trying to find up the correct score bet here of 25 to 18 or something <laughs> like that 
I will take the Giants to cover, but I can see this being a very much a push. I would take the Giants first half plus four. Ooh, I wouldn't okay. take the Giants whole game. We got real proppy with that last yeah. bet. I'm perfect scores. And yeah. all right, here are my four locks for the week. I love the Dolphins against the Chargers on Sunday night. I like the Cowboys against the Texans, all 17 points. Gimme, yummy, yummy, yummy. In that matchup, <laughs> I'm taking the under and the Titans and the Jags. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to stay away from my bucks there. I'm taking the under <laughs> in the Chiefs game against the Broncos. Wow, those locks sound really convincing when you say them like that. <laughs> uh, give me the Ravens plus two against the Steelers. I think Huntley's going to run the offense exactly how they want it to. It's going to be a low-scoring, hard-hitting, typical Ravens-Steelers game. Ravens come out top by, you know, Tucker hitting a field goal. Um, the Browns plus four. Rub and Tug Watson is going to play a little bit better this week. Joe Burrow can't beat the Browns. The Browns will win this game. Uh, Miles Garrett will get after Burrow a little bit, too. Look out for that. And then two locks, one game. Lions, I'll lay the two and a half against the, the Vikings. It's one of those games you got a 10-2 and two team versus a 5-7 and seven team, and you're like, well, why would they get this team the favorite? They're begging you to take the Vikings, and I also love the over of 51 and a half. These are two offenses that just flat out fly and get things done. Man Campbell's going to come out on the field in – Full Braveheart gear, blue face paint, giant Claymore sword in the air, and and get his team to rally together. The, those are my locks. Over and the Lions are my final two. That's it. Let's do it. So try some food, some breakfast, yes, some we'll football. Some we'll be here until halftime of the Jets-Bills game. Corey, how do people get the uh, perfect syrup? Mm. For their uh, for their Christmas morning, do we have a breakfast. microphone for Corey? No, we don't. I didn't plug it in. Where, where, where do I get Darfur Farms? Where do I get that? Corey Darfler's Facebook page. Corey from Greenwich. The mm. syrup is amazing. He does a great job. His family farm is amazing. Um, I love. I love. He's got bourbon barrel. He's got regular syrup. You can't go wrong. It's great stuff. Every time somebody has some of it, they uh, they go crazy for it. Go to his Facebook page. Uh, Corey and Greenwich. Get in his DMs. I, I see your question there. I see your question, Corey. Yeah, your so. question. I thought you would have just asked me since you're sitting. Q and A to end the day. How much does the Heisman Trophy mean, guys? When was the last time a Heisman quarterback winner started and won a Super Bowl? Uh, last year, Joe Burrow won the Heisman and started the Super Bowl. So why don't you watch the NFL? Yeah, he didn't win. It's a good point. He didn't win. When, when I believe it's, it's a I while believe, back, right? I believe it's Roger Stallback. You might have to check me on that one. The last Heisman Trophy winning. Is that my right? All right. Plunkett. How do you not know how to say salt. Plunkett? You know what? Forget everything it's I said about his syrup. He gets don't even pie. He doesn't want to say Jim Plunkett of the Raiders. How dare he? How Lamar dare is he? an MVP Heisman Trophy winner as well. So uh yeah, I get your yeah. point though. Should they do a different style of the presentation? Paid our programming by a sponsor that I won't mention on the show. I love the idea of the, my mom's suggestion of having the voters show up live and do a live vote. That is and they have their phones taken away. There's something hilarious about the live caucus a Heisman move. It will never happen. I think if you have like a really terrible card, they should have that thing picked out and you should be forced to defend your votes. Yes. Like Jim Gray should pop out of nowhere and just be like, and if you don't get on the Zoom or there and sit with them, you lose your vote. You never have it again. Pretty awesome. You know what, DJ? I like that you constantly go back to, you know, our show well. He just sent me a picture of uh, Louisville basketball with the Batman signal and Rick Pitino. Should Louisville <laughs> basketball bring back Rick Pitino? Uh, should they? You can't. It'd be hilarious. Will they? No. You can't. You can't do it. Can't. I'd love to see him go away though. Um, 
All right. Well, that's it. We're going to eat, drink, be merry. Uh, merry Christmas, everybody. Wait, we're on, we're on next week. What, Tuesday, Tuesday live from Tech East? Tuesday live from Tech East, and then we're and then, adjusting our show here for and Mohawk And then we Honda. were going to be on Thursday for Mohawk Honda, but God said, screw those guys. They go out the way to please me, not the other way around. I go where I want. Um, no, so we, we might do the weekend for that as well. So just, uh, you know, if you actually care about this thing, just keep your eye open. Uh, send an alert. You can send an alert. So that you get notified when we come up. We're going to be live on the uh, Techies Fire and Water Restaurant Facebook page. They were live at Hideaway. Uh, halftime, we'll, uh, we'll high-five and everybody and woo, have an update on where the game is going. And then, uh, of course, you know, just rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Because it's probably like the like third to last one I'm going to do. So, um, <laughs> Louisville basketball has lost the Bellarmine and Wright State. They're 0-9 this season. Woo. I got advice for you. Don't watch Louisville basketball. That sounds terrible. <laughs>